Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome back to the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. Hope you had a great holidays, and as we get ready to start out the new year, I'm your host, Johnny Morton, and joined uh, my wife, Carla. Happy New Year. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you. Hard to believe, 2024. I know. 2023 was an impactful year. Yes, it was, and I love... To do what we're going to do today, which really is not your favorite thing. No, no, it's not. Okay, and you don't even know what I'm fixing to say. So how do you I even know, exactly know it's not your what favorite you're say. thing? You're you're all about the old New Year's resolutions as far as setting goals and establishing what are you going to do this year and all that stuff. That is true. Right? That is that's been sort of a. A, a little joke with us that every year I ask Johnny, has he has he made his New Year's resolution? Oh, I don't have to. You make them for me. I do. I try to. Yeah, it's. I cannot suggest to anyone that's listening. It's really not that helpful to try to give no, someone it's else not. a New Year's resolution. But what we wanted to talk about today, as we do kick off this new year, is and is the idea of thinking about reflecting, and then refocusing and so I love to do kind of both of those things well and it is and I know the tradition of New Year's resolutions and you know I'd be interested to see a survey how many people make them and how many people actually keep them I do I bet it's I I I know you do but you're (laughs) you're that kind of person I know um but I bet people across the country a lot don't Oh, I'm certain that's true. And, and you know, and I know it's almost become sort of cliche, the idea of New Year's resolutions. But just the whole idea of the changing from one year to the next, you know, it is a, it's a great time to reflect. And we always talk about that, you know, as a couple, as a married couple, you need to do that. And you need to find those mile points, and whether it's your anniversary or the beginning and change of a year. Uh, whether it's some other date that you do, you know, it's always good to sit there and look back and reflect, remember, uh, think of the good things, remember things you learn, but also to look ahead and sort of think about, well, what do you want it to be like? I wrote a blog about this, um, this same sort of concept, and I love the idea that I think it is, like you said, it's important to look back. And what I love to do is to say, where was I last January? And what did the year of 2023 bring? And to ask myself questions like, you know, what kind of year was it? Um, Was it hard? Was it filled with lots of change and wonder? Was it filled with struggles? And as you look back, would you say that your marriage is stronger today, starting off 2024, than it was when you started 2023? Or maybe the reality is it got beat up. You had a year that it was hard on it. And But looking back at what the kind of year you've had and are you where you'd like to be, really helps you move into the next piece of it, which is trying to refocus. Because then you want to think, well, you know, and somewhat based on your sort of answer to the first question as you reflect, that sort of may drive the next one, which says, where would I like to be 
at the end of this year? What would I like 2024 to look like? Well, it's really, you're almost talking about the same principle you use in the whole idea of marriage coaching. Hey, obviously you acknowledge the past, you look where you are, but you really want to focus on what's going on in the year ahead. I mean, you know, you can't get stuck in the past. I know a lot of times we do, but you want to look and learn from it. And as you said, reflect on it. But then I think that our focus needs to be what's ahead. We can't change the past, but we can learn from it. Absolutely. And I think that would be the point I would say about part of the reflection is if you're not where you want to be, you know, are there things that as you reflect back on the year that you wish maybe you had done differently, but then a new year brings an, a new chance to do that? Um, are there things that you want to honestly own about where you are in your marriage? And as we've said numerous times, you know, you we can't have goals, if you would, unlike what I try to do with you, which is give you goals. But the reality is you can't make a goal that involves someone else having to do a certain thing to make it happen. So when we think about where we'd like to be, then we've got to think about what steps might God be having us think about moving toward? What things can we change? What things can we own as we move forward? with the hope that you can do it as a couple. But obviously, individually, we've got to look at and sort of reflect on what kind of things happened during the year and then where we'd like to be in this coming year. <coughs> Bless you. Well, I think for me, when not that you asked me, but I'll ask myself the question, what... When I think about 2023, one of the things that stands out to me is that 2023 was in a lot of ways a really difficult year for us um, in a lot of different levels and parts of our lives. We had a lot of changes, a lot of shifts, a lot of unexpected things, a lot of great things, but a lot of unexpected things. But what I realize is we got to the end of, or parts of 2023, and because of the places that we've chosen to be intentional and pour in, I felt like when some of those pieces of change and hard places came, we were a team in a way we may have never been before. Before, it was the way I looked at how everything impacted me, whatever it was, good, bad, whatever, now I saw it as an us. And so even though there were some really hard places, I feel like one of the things as I reflect on it is the hard stuff brought some increased intimacy and an increase in the team sort of mindset. So for me, there were there were lots of things to glean from it, even though I also have things as I think and want to refocus for 2024. What about you? 
Well, I mean, you know, you, you talk about, and, you know, I think a lot of times we do and we reflect back, oftentimes it's the hard things or maybe even things we didn't do as well that stand out. But I think you also look back and just as much you celebrate. You know, we often talk that conflict and struggles in the marriage relationship are really something that if you look at them and approach them the right way, they can actually be very good in strengthening the marriage, even though it's a hard season or something you're going through. And so it's that reminder that, you know, yes, you when you reflect, you want to say what we could do better, but I think you also take time and celebrate the good things. Yeah. And, you know, it's like you were saying, ours is such a mixture because in some of the things were not of our, they were out of our control, but they were hard. And it yeah. was, it was just a real refining time, I think, for for us individually and us as a couple. But I do think, and I and I agree with you that, you know, the we look back and some of the things we celebrate, even in times that it was hard, is where we are. Because I think if we had gone through the same things 20 years ago, I don't think we'd have handled it the same way. No, and I think, again, that's part of that marker piece you were talking about, is look at markers, um, reflect where what you've come through, what you are now doing and seeing through different eyes. And as we journey in, along this thing called marriage, it is part of teaching us that. And it is neat to celebrate that even in some hard places, there is the sweetness of that. One thing that we have talked about um, in our ministry a fair amount and that I think is really important, it's part of our heart in this, is when life has its hard places. And some people's lives are going to look like they have a hurdle every other foot, right? And other pieces, other people seem to have little more stretches between where their hurdles are placed. But the reality is, Everybody has hurdles. Everyone does. But what you want to move toward is that your marriage, when life is hard and they're suffering and heartache and struggles, the marriage is one of the places you go that is the safe haven and the sweet spot. And if you haven't built that, then what happens is the marriage becomes another hurdle in the middle of the other hurdles because it's not that. And instead of seeing it as a team and moving through that together with the ability to lean on each other in a way that God intended it to be, you may not have that if you haven't built that. So it's part of, part of to me, what you do is you look back and you say, what have we gained in this past year? How are we stronger as a couple? And then thinking forward, like, okay, where would I like us to be next year? You know, what would be our goal at the, you know, 12 months from now? What would we like to say? Would you like to say something? I'm, just, I'm, I'm listening to uh, you. Oh, you're, you're listening intently. I'm intently listening. So I know that's not a usual thing sometimes. Yeah, okay. But I'm intently listening. No, just thinking about what you're saying, that, you know, as we move more from the reflection to the refocusing, um, you know, it, it is, it's that, Hey, acknowledge what things are really good. what do we do well? Uh, but also saying, what can we do better? 
And, you know, in that, wherever you are in your marriage, man, we want to be in that constant state of moving forward. Uh, you know, we talk about marriage as a journey, and we want our progress to be moving in a positive way and not slipping and falling back. And, and so what are some areas that you, okay, as we're talking about this and refocusing, what do you think are some of the key areas that we sort of need to say, okay, how are we going, where, how are we going to strengthen here and continue? And almost, and I, and as I think about it, it's too often what we look at is, okay, where are the weak places? And just focus on those, and then we almost lose sight of the things we're doing yeah, well, we're and stop doing yeah. those things. Yeah. So how do you how do you keep that balance of strengthening and shoring up, but also maintaining what you're doing well? Well, I think to me, you know, if if you look at the different areas, like like communication, like like intentionality and in setting aside a time that's just time for you all as a couple. And that's going to look different for every couple, um, depending on the season of life, your age, the if you have children, your work, all of that is going to look different. But again, are you a priority? And so what does that look like in your weekly life together? You know, how are you all carving out time that is making your marriage a priority? And so I think you, if you do that, great. And that's a great pattern. You celebrate it and you keep doing it. You don't want to stop doing the things that you're already doing well. On the other hand, if you look at some areas like conflict or like um, even just, if you would, having fun and figuring out how you're loving and enjoying one another. Or do you have enough of that? Or have you gotten into a place where you're just really kind of in the grind of life and some of that is slipping? So it, it's going to ebb and flow. But I think, again, the intentionality, I would say asking some of those questions that we encourage couples to ask that you ask each other every week. And that's only has to take a few minutes, but it really gives you a measure kind of how you're doing and where you are. Like the five questions yes. we talk about. So you yes. can go back and check that out. The other thing that might be really good to do now is we talk a lot about this idea of creating a vision. I know we did a podcast on that. That idea of, hey, an assessment of the past. This is where we are. This is what we've got going on. Man, where do we want to be next year at this time? This time, yeah. You know, and so to think about that, okay, I've got a whole year to really focus and grow and strengthen our relationship. What are some of the key areas that we want to get better at? Where do we want to maintain and keep doing the good things? But what does that actually look like in both of our minds? Is that a question to me? It's a good or question. is that a general sure. question no, a to qu- the audience? We'll, we'll ask you that question. What does it look like to me? Yeah, where do you want us to be? Okay, we're right here at the end of really beginning of 2024 we've just finished up 2023 yes i mean where do you think haven't asked this question so this is sort of on the spot for both of us i know we love those kind of things you know we talked a little bit about some of the things we did well that we really functioned you said as that we yeah we did we did more as a team then maybe but I obviously I know there's still I can I can already think of things that I can do better and get better at. What are some areas that you'd like to really see for us to get, do better this coming year? I think um, for me, 
probably with you, and and I don't know, um, you know, how many other wives have this maybe situation that I'm fixing to describe. Oh gosh, Johnny is a. Sometimes what I call him is, this is going to sound bad, it's not. Okay, like I call him a five, and that doesn't mean I think he's a five out of a one to ten. It means the idea that Johnny is just about as even keel steady as you get. And sometimes that means, are you still breathing? You know, it's just kind of this, uh, you know, just if you could hear that. Consistency. Yeah, a consistency. But he doesn't particularly move up or down above the line of the five or below it. So he's very, he's really a very satisfied, content kind of personality. And with that, those people, if you're like that, whichever husband or wife, sometime for the other spouse, it's hard to almost know what you truly need, if, if, if that makes sense, like how to love you well. Like, how really would be a blessing to you? Like, how do I really minister to you as really the the number one person in my life that needs to be the focus of how I care and love? So you're, you're again, you're so content. You're, you're pretty easy in that regard. I'm all over the page. I'm a one, then I'm a 10, then I'm, you know, I'm bouncing so you can probably see and get a lot of times what I'm needing and wanting. You're so consistent. It's almost like the person that when you're talking about love languages and sometimes right. somebody will say, well, I don't really, I don't really know, you know, how I like to be loved. I, I kind of feel loved in a various bunch of different way. You know, it's kind of well, like. We talk about that one of some of the hardest people to figure out is people who are, have their love tank filled. Yes. Yes. And so. Th- so they're they not re- complaining about No, anything. they really aren't. And so they typically are much easier, but the other spouse may be saying, well, I, they don't even really say anything. So I guess they're fine. So I would say for me is to figure out a way that I, and it may be that you, you, you're a five, you're a five. And so therefore, you know, count yourself lucky, lucky. Right. And so anyway, um, that's kind of one area for me because it's a little bit difficult. You don't like open up and share all these various and sundry things. Like, I wish you did more of this, Carl. I wish you talked to me about this. I wish, you just don't do that. Well, that's probably, and you know, in thinking about it, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, what's sort of a question that sums all that up. And it, a lot of it is, man, how do I love you well? And how do I love you better than where I've been before? Because that's something, you know, Scripture says, man, to grow in love. Yeah. And, you know, and part of that, like you said, one of it is, is to be, for me, is to be more expressive because I think that's a need you need. That you want me to be more emotive, you want me to share more, to talk more. Um, I would. On the s- other hand, I'm trying to learn to listen, so sometimes it's kind of hard oh, to talk right, and listen oh, right. at the same okay, time. Gotcha. So see, I'm working on the You're listening. working on the one scale. Yeah. And I, I think this may be more a little lean toward females in the sense that there may be more women who sort of have that, I don't always know what my spouse is thinking they don't share as freely. They keep a lot of stuff on the inside. 
I would say if you're going to lean one way or the other, there'd probably be more women that say that about their husbands than a husband says it about the wife. Because I generally think a man, if you're not telling him there's an issue, if you're going along to get along, he doesn't even know a lot of times, honestly. And so I think sometimes it is it is a need, again, that a woman has for, we talk about, that real connection. Okay, so as we wrap up our first all right, wait a minute, but Podcast you didn't, of, okay, did you say what yours was, sort of, kind of? Yeah, I did. I said, it's still learning how to love you better. Okay. And that's, and that's, and because it's probably not necessarily in ways that are natural to me, that can be a challenge, you know, because yours, I know you're big, sort of this quality time and building emotional intimacy, and a lot of it's by talking. Yeah. And that's not something I do a lot of. Well, and I think that's a great point to sort of think about here at the end is the idea that, and we really have sort of built our ministry around part of this concept, is we believe that for Christians that God will probably use your marriage as much as anything else in your life to work in our hearts and lives and change us. And he gives us an incredible opportunity to really learn what it means to love when you're married. And oftentimes that means pushing you out of areas that you're comfortable in, yes. into areas where you're very uncomfortable and it's not natural, but you do it because that's what your spouse needs. Well, and it's such the absolute place where we can really learn what it means to love, like you said, in a way that sometimes is beyond what just comes easy, what just feels right. It's, it may be a place where God really teaches us what that looks like in the sense of honoring and putting the other person's needs above ours. And man, that's a journey. That's a process. But to think at the end of a year, end of a season, we can look back and maybe say, you know, gosh, I I do feel like I have learned places. God has shown me things about myself and ways that, and taught me how to really love in the way that my spouse needs it. And that's obviously going to look different for every single person listening. And so what it, what might it be that God would have you um, think and plan um, and really desire for him to work and do this year in your marriage. So as we come to the end of the first podcast of 2024, that sounds really, really weird. Uh, hey, hopefully we've given you some really, really good date night material. If you're not having date nights, that ought to be one of the things you're doing. And use that first date night of 2024 to be a time of both reflection looking back at your past year, but also looking ahead and really as a team coming up with, man, where do we want to be in 2025? We don't want to be where we are right now. Even if you're in a really good place, you want to be better. And if you're in an area that you've struggled, man, how can God transform you in your marriage in the year 2024? So on that note, we will say goodbye and keep on forging.